Jorge Jones. The Free Cheese and Hot Sauce Podcast. Nightingales. Buckies or bookies? And I'm just trying to do better than I use. Speaking of crows. It's a kind of shame that you really just can't describe. No thoughts, chaps, no thoughts. All right. Hey, what's up, Internet? You are listening to the Free Cheese and Hot Sauce pregame show, the I Swear It's Not Gonna Be Just Me Most of the Time edition. Uh, Today, it's uh, just me again. Hey, I'm Chris. Uh, We waited to do this one, so it would be after the Cavs game, and in doing so, we... Made it so no one could be on the show except for me. So, hey, everyone, it's me again. Uh, please don't leave. Anyway, Bulls are playing the Timberwolves tonight right after their overtime loss to the Cavs. That leaves the Bulls at 1-1 one and one now. The Timberwolves are also 1-1. One and one. They beat the Pistons on Thursday night. And they also lost to, I want to say, the Grizzlies uh, the night before. So this is going to be their third game in four nights. The Bulls are playing a back-to-back, so... Uh, We'll get to see how the players react to being a little bit fatigued, I guess. Uh, Let's see. The starters, I guess I'll just jump right on into because, you know, I'm only talking about one game. I don't think we need a four-minute intro. You know, like the last one. Uh, So, the starters for the Timberwolves. You have Ricky Rubio, who just signed a four-year contract extension, so... A lot of us thought he might be getting traded this year. Maybe not. Maybe Minnesota's thinking of hanging on to the uh, Spanish dreamboat, as I call him. Uh, Then Andrew Wiggins, Corey Brewer, a couple of really good wing defenders there. Thaddeus Young, who has been playing out of his mind. And Nikola Pekovic, who has been doing kind of okay. A bit underwhelming start of the season. Wow, solid words already. Not even two and a half minutes in. Alright, and for the Bulls, this is a little bit tricky because uh, even though it's only like six hours before the game starts, there are once again no media notes for the Bulls. So, I'm assuming Butler and Rose are going to be game time decisions. I'm going to talk about those two a little bit more in a bit. But, assuming they play, it's going to be Rose and Butler, obviously. We can assume Heinrich will sub in if either one of them miss, so... If Rose is out, Heinrich will start at the point guard. If Butler's out, Heinrich will be at the two. If they're both out, I imagine they'll go with Heinrich and Snell, just because I feel like Tibbs would want to put Brooks in just because he's a bit more crafty with the ball than Snell is, but they really just need the size out there, and you have to like what Snell did in the last game against the Cavs, despite the fact that it was, you know, a loss. Anyway, but I really like what I saw from Snell. He was playing pretty good defense. The Bulls' defense against the Cavs wasn't all that great. I imagine that's because, you know, the Cavs have all those offensive weapons we've been talking about. Uh, There's a reason they're scary, but that's for the podcast tomorrow. Check that out. In plug. Uh, Then, anyway, for the rest of the lineup, you have Dunleavy, who also looks pretty good against the Cavs. I assume Pau Gasol and Joakim Noah will be in the starting lineup again. Uh, They both played over 36 minutes, which is uh, not the desired amount of minutes for those two guys to be playing. I feel like the big reason for that was because Gibson also rolled his ankle. Gibson and Rose decided to pull some uh, Halloween pranks, giving us a little spooky time on uh, whatever Halloween celebrates. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so Gibson, I trying. I want to say they both actually. I, Gibson was in the third quarter. I want to say Rose was in the second quarter, but Rose left in the fourth quarter, and Gibson came back in the fourth quarter. I don't know. There was a lot of ankles, and there was a lot of rolling, and I was really sad because I was really happy about the game. But Rose did say after the game that he's fine, that it's minor. Uh, it seemed like that, too, because when he was walking off, he it almost seemed kind of like he thought it was going to be more severe, and then he kind of was like, oh, no, this isn't as bad as it seems, and went back to play. But, like I said, Butler and Rose will probably both be game-time decisions. So there's that. Injuries, the Timberwolves don't really have any major injuries right now. All their starters are in. Most of their key reserves are good to go. So they are, uh, they're not hurting, but they haven't exactly been shooting all that great. They only have one guy in their starting lineup in their first two games who shot over, like, 42%, and that's Thaddeus Young, who's been doing really well. He's been making big shots. He's been stroking it from three. Uh, Thaddeus Young will I mean, he's going to be the biggest guy for us to stop, which might be tricky because, you know, Pow isn't quick enough and Joe might be a little tired and Gibson's ankle is hurting, so Thaddeus Young might give us a little trouble. I don't know if he's a good enough player to really take over a game in the sense that LeBron did, but he has... I mean, he beat the Pistons. The Pistons are, uh, you know, the Pistons, Karan Butler's apparently one of their best players. Uh, but the Wolves have not been shooting really well. Andrew Wiggins, while he's been a pretty good defender, uh, only averaging about seven points a game. I know it's only two games, but, uh, you know, got to go off something. He's been defending well, though, uh, just not shooting all that great, which is, uh, you can't imagine that's going to improve magically against the Bulls. They have a knack for, uh, I mean, you even saw it against the Cavs. The Bulls, they allowed 114 points. Granted, it was in overtime that they allowed that, but still, they, rookies typically, I mean, it's hard to beat the Bulls' defense, especially when you're already struggling, just the way they play so intensely, they aren't going to give you room to get back into a rhythm, that's just not how they play. Um, anyway, so I guess I'll just jump right into my actual keys to the game, announcing the segment this time, what do you know? Uh, rebounding. Don't know what's going on there. The Bulls have all these great bigs, yet they're allowing... They allowed 20 offensive rebounds against the Cavs, which is uh, part of what killed them. It was, honestly, if you look at the stats, it's kind of baffling that the Bulls only lost that game by 6. Uh, but rebounding is going to be huge in this game, uh, mainly because Nikola Pekovic is a rebounding machine, and the Timberwolves miss a lot of shots, so if you let Peck make you pay for not getting boards on the defensive end, uh, he will, because he's got one, a guy playing right next to him who can score, like, apparently nobody's business, uh, good for him not playing in Philadelphia anymore. Sucks for him playing in Minnesota now, sorry, John. Uh... But yeah, so rebounding, especially defensive rebounding, cannot allow so many second-chance opportunities. Number two key to the game, limiting turnovers. Again, the Bulls had 20 turnovers against the Cavs. That is too many turnovers if you want to be a championship-caliber team. Uh, I mean, it might be an issue for a little bit. You know, without Rose on the floor, the ball starts to move around a lot more. Not that it doesn't move with Rose, but it... 
you just don't have that guy who can break apart a defense quite like Derrick Rose can when he's not in the game. So the ball starts to move around a lot more, and with all this new personnel that the Bulls have, there's going to be miscommunications. I mean, you saw Pau twice, or maybe even three times against the Cavs, just throwing the ball to no one. He hit that nerd in the face. Shout out to that one guy who posted that. That made me laugh when I woke up, so thank you. I was sad after the game. Uh, so, it should get fixed. I just think it needs to get fixed soon, because I think it's important that the Bulls win a good majority of these games coming up that they are supposed to win. Uh, really hoping we don't get beat by the Bucks and the Magic coming up, or, you know, the Sixers, which I just don't see happening. Not even sure if we should bother doing a pregame show. I think we should just make a little text post for that one that says the Bulls are probably going to win. Uh, but that's not at all what I'm talking about. I'm at the end of my second of three keys. This show's unorganized. Anyway, last key of the game. Nikola Miritich. He only played four minutes against the Cavs. Uh, he's going to have to do more against the Timberwolves. Obviously, when I say do more, not like perform with your four minutes, because you can't really do that. But Gibson rolled his ankle. He seemed fine-ish when he came back in. I'm... But, you know, you can't expect after a back-to-back, -back, after you rolled your ankle, to play huge minutes. Uh, Joe Keeman Powell also played over 36 minutes. Not also. Gibson only played, like, 28. But still, you get the point. Um, so those guys just played big minutes. Um, you're gonna... Tibbs is gonna have to go four deep in this game. I mean, it was fairly obvious why he didn't have Miritich in against the Cavs. It was a big game. It's... He's probably not quite ready to be playing at that level with those kinds of players at that speed. But against the Timberwolves, I think we'll have to see him come in. And I think we'll have to see him knock down a few shots, too. Because, especially if Rose isn't in, because we saw what can happen when the Bulls are without their best offensive player and potentially one of their best defensive players. You could make arguments that Jimmy Butler is better than Noah on the defensive end. You could argue either one. They're both great. But Joakim was the defensive player of the year, so uh, I was wrong yet again with what I said. Bold predictions are not my game. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a big game out of Nikola. I think that... I, I think he'll do alright. He can stretch the floor better than a lot of Minnesota's bigs can. Um, he'll be playing against the second unit, which is good. So yeah, expect a big game out of uh, Nikola. Expect him to play a big role this not necessarily a big game. He might just hit the spotlight and fail completely. Don't think he will, though. The guy's a professional. He's been doing it for a while. Anyway, predictions. I actually didn't type out a prediction yet again because I couldn't think of one. Uh, so I'm just going to make up a number and say that the Bulls will win in a low-scoring affair. 88-80. to 80. Minnesota can't score. Rose is going to be playing limited minutes. Everyone's going to be tired. It's probably going to be an ugly game. I'm getting that feeling that this game just isn't going to be pretty. Uh, maybe the Bulls will come out hungry after a pretty defeating loss to the Cavs. Um, so maybe we'll see a big inspired performance, but I really get the feeling that this game might be a bit of a grind. I still think the Bulls win. They're just a better team. Uh, I feel like I'm going to say that a lot this year because the Bulls are supposed to be a better team than a lot of teams, especially teams who are... Um, you know, Minnesota. Bowl of the game predictions. Uh, this one's a little bit tricky just because so many people are uh, potentially not playing. I'm going to go ahead and say Aaron Brooks for bowl of the game. 
like I said in the uh, preseason episode about the Timberwolves, which is another reason why this has been really fun to do alone, because I have to think of all new things to say about the Timberwolves, like, four days later. Um, Aaron Brooks, the point guard matchups, Mo Williams has been pretty good off the bench for the Timberwolves. Uh, he's been making good shots, but he's just really not much of a defender, and Aaron Brooks has shown that he does, in fact, have a knack for scoring. In the preseason, he was just kind of throwing up whatever he wanted to, and it wasn't going in. Right now, it's going in, so if we can continue to ride with that hot end. Uh, Derrick Rose, even if he plays, I don't think he'll play 36 minutes. I think he'll play something closer to what he's been playing, which is like 24, you know, why, um... Why force him in right after an ankle injury? I don't even think he'll necessarily play because the Bulls have such a good chance to win without him because they have such a good matchup with how well Heinrich's been playing and how well Brooks has been playing and how gen generally garbage the Minnesota point guards are on D. So, yeah, bowl of the game, Aaron Brooks, bold prediction. I'm punching my leg into the microphone so you get the little sound. Not even sure if it picked up. Probably going to cut that out. So yeah, Aaron Brooks, bowl of the game. I expect him to score, let's say 20 points. I'm expecting 20 points and 4 assists out of Aaron Brooks. So that is your bowl of the game. As always, remember to subscribe to something. Um, don't have a feed set up for this yet, but we're going to have a SoundCloud account, I think, so you can follow that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bulls Free Cheese. Give us reviews on iTunes or whatever it is you people do. Uh, we're going to have a new episode of the full length podcast, the one with the uh, Britishness uh, from the uh, intro. You know, Dave, the reason you wanted to listen. Um, so we're going to have all that good stuff. We're going to talk about the Cavs game. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Knicks. Going to talk about the Rose injury. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. Russell Westbrook is hurt. It's going to be a good episode. Anyway, we'll see you again. Not really we. I'm alone again. Been talking for a while. Starting to lose my breath in a very big way. So drive home safely. Beep, beep.